Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. TC, let's give it for Jesus one more time. Come on. Man, we are excited that you guys are here. We're jumping straight into our last part of the What Do I Do With This series. And so as we do that, turn to your neighbor and say, what do I do with this? All right, and so, man, we are, we're pumped, and uh, man, I remember uh, a couple years ago before my shoulder went crazy, I had to get surgery, I was doing a lot of CrossFit, um, and uh, I realized one very important thing doing CrossFit, I hate doing CrossFit, uh, and it's really working out in general not to be disrespectful to CrossFit, like, I don't care for that, but since shoulder surgery, and, and uh, I went on this, like, weight loss deal, I've, I've lost a lot of weight, and then I found some of it, um, and then I started losing some more. Uh, and as I've done that, one of the other things I've uh, started doing is I do, I do about five 5Ks a week. So five days a week, I wake up about 5.30 in the morning-ish, because y'all know what that ish is about. Um, and I wake up about 5.30 in the morning, go out and do about three and a half miles. And as I've been doing that, I've also realized I don't care much for that either, right? I, it's, it is my opinion that if you're running, it should be because someone is chasing you. Now, with that said, but one of the things I remember about CrossFit is like, I remember, like, in, in the 5K, honestly, is like, I find myself at certain key moments, particularly about halfway through, where I'm like, this is so hard. Like, I would rather just be fat. You know what I'm talking Like, I would, like, I would rather just not do any of this, actually. Uh, I would rather, like, I'd take 10 years off my life, call it a day. That's how I feel. But I know it's good for me, right? But it, it doesn't stop me from in the middle of it being like, man, this is so hard. Like, what is the, like, what's the point you know what I'm saying? Like, turn your neighbor and say, what's the point? Right? Now, we can all agree with that doing a 5K, because especially, like, my route doesn't go anywhere near my house, because I know if it had to go past my house a couple times, how many of y'all know that first pass would be like, I think this is good enough. Like, I think we've done enough today. Uh, but I don't. Uh, and so about halfway through, I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? This is so hard. What is the point? Now, some of us may ask ourselves that doing like CrossFits or 5Ks or something, but here's where we really ask ourselves that question in life. Because how many of us have ever looked in the mirror and just been like, what is the point of all of this? Like, why do I keep going? Like, this is so hard. What's the point? Like, why am I here? What? Man, and here's the reality. There is a point to all of this, and today I want to give it to you. Because here's the reality, right? We glorify what we love, don't we? How many of y'all got at least one thing in life you love, right? Kids, grandkids a spouse, pizza, yeah. something, like something that you love, right? But for real, we glorify what we love, but we love what we serve. We love what we serve. There are things in our lives that we serve. They're like masters that lord over us, temptations, struggles, desires. But here's the other thing, we serve whatever owns us. We serve whatever owns us. Therefore, if all of those things are true, we actually glorify whatever owns us, don't we? Like we glorify whatever owns us. Whatever owns us in life, that's what's getting the glory out of our lives. And so what owns us? That's the big question. That's my question for you to ask yourself. What owns you? What is the thing in your life that owns you? Because that's important to know. Matthew 6, 24 says this, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. But you cannot serve both God and treasures. And I, that word treasures, I want you to replace it with desires, delights, hopes, and dreams. You, you can serve God or you can serve 
the things of this world, but you can't serve both, right? And here's the reality, man. Where does all this come from? Well, Genesis chapter 3, if you uh, check out the screen or in the notes, verses 4 through 5. Now, if you don't know this story, this is the beginning, and, the, and God gives Adam and Eve, puts them in a the garden, says, you can eat from every tree out here, just not this one. So what do we do? That one looks good, right? And so he says, you can eat from any tree, just don't eat of this one, because if you do, you'll die. And so the serpent comes to Eve, right? And so what does he say? That's what we pick up in verses 4 and 5. The serpent says, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and then, say then, then you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. See, the serpent catered to the desire of what's in all of us, which is to be the master of our own life. But we're terrible masters, aren't we? Because how many know we're terrible rule followers? And so what happens, and, and I believe three lies show up in your lives. I'm going to give these to you quickly as we jump in, right? Three lies show up in our lives. Uh, the first one that we see happen right here is that my performance establishes my identity. We think we are how well we do. How many of you guys have been in a relationship? Like you and God were close. You were killing it, and you felt great. Anybody? Seven of us. The rest, okay. How many of y'all know, like, you came out of a powerful service, and you were like, tomorrow, it's a brand new day. No one at work is getting on my nerves until you got there. And you were like, maybe that one. Right? Because here's the reality. We believe our perf- how well we're doing determines who we are. And when we're doing well, that's great. But how many know when we're not doing well, it crushes us? And that's a, that's a lie the enemy would want us to believe. Number two, the next lie is that my desires require my action. If I, if I want something, I have to have it. Right? And that's a lie that the enemy wants us to, to feel. Our temptations are part of us, but they don't own us. But that's what the world would want you to believe. If you, if you want it, go ahead and get it, right? How many of y'all got a friend that's like, you just do you? You need to lose that friend, friend. Right? Like, so, and then the third, the third lie is that my life is supposed to glorify me. That my life is supposed to glorify, like everything in life should just be about getting the most out of it. That's not the point of life. And hear me, as long as that's the way we're living, we're going to find ourselves feeling miserable. Because there is a fullness that is lacking. We truly believe that we're supposed to live a life that glorifies ourselves and our desires. And so the reality is this is why so many feel empty. Say empty. That's why so many don't understand what's going on because our desires are terrible masters to serve, right? Just be true to you, people say. You know, just find your truth. Well, here's the deal. There is truth, and a lot of times truth doesn't line up with your truth. But people will tell you, man, pursue your truth, pursue your wants, pursue your desires. Well, here's the reality. As long as we're doing all of that, how many of you know, as long as we're pursuing our desires, nothing quite measures up to what we thought it would? Come on, y'all help me out today. Like, how many of you know, nothing quite measures up to what we thought it would? Matter of fact, this is where we find ourselves, right? We find ourselves, and I got this, this little analogy to help us out a little bit, because this is what we do. Like, this is our life. We got a cup. This is our life. And so our, our goal in life is just to have a full cup, right? How many of y'all want to live full and fulfilled? 
Y'all want a life full and fulfilled. Eight of us. The rest of y'all miserable and you're happy. Okay, very good. Like, so how many of y'all know? How many of y'all want a life full and fulfilled? Yes. Right. Okay. Perfect. So we want this full and fulfilled life. So this is what we do. Ready? We have these desires. These these three desires. And and this one we'll call it sex. Right? Because I know that's something everybody deals with. Right? So it's like how many of you guys know we, we'll come in. It's like man, we start we add this to our life and it does something. But but we come in. It's like you know. But I also need we'll call this one money. And I just need, I, I need that career to go well. And, 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 I, and, and you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm going to feel, and how many guys know it's beautiful? How many guys know sin is fun for a season? Like, how many guys know initially when you jump into something, it feels good, doesn't it? Yes. Like, when you're like, oh, this feels like, I, I, this, this feels good. But how many guys know it's only a matter of time before what used to fill you up doesn't anymore? And the thing is, is when you go back the next time, because everything in life that's not good for you is just like drugs. It never quite gets you as far as it did last time. So what do we do? Well, now, I, now, now sex just isn't giving me the fulfillment that I wanted it to before, so now I'm going to give myself more to my career. And you know what? That's not quite doing I, I don't quite feel fulfilled, so, so I'm going to go get another degree because that's what's going to make it. Now I feel better. And so now my cup is full again. The problem is you wake up the next day, and guess what? You've got to start all over again. You got to go back to something that makes you feel fulfilled and you wake up. And so here's what we do. The problem is, it's like, man, I'm having a good time filling my cup. Let's just get a bigger one. Guess what the problem with the bigger cup is? It takes more to fill it. And we keep adding to our lives, creating more opportunities for more things because we think that'll make us feel more fulfilled. But it doesn't make us feel more fulfilled. It makes us feel more empty. Because what used to get us by just doesn't do it anymore. So here's what we do. Rather than go into a bigger cup, we just go to a smaller one. Now let me help you out with what happens right here. This is what happens when you binge watch Netflix six hours a day. This is what, this is what, this is what happens when you start taking up too much of the bottle. This is what happens when pills become everyday parts of your life. And here's what you're doing, all right? Let me just help you out. Can I help you out today? Here's what you're doing. What you're trying to do is make six to eight hours of your life go away each day. And if I can just get it to where I don't have to keep filling that part of my, here's what I'll do. I'll start living through the lives of the people I watch on TV instead of living my own. I'll start blocking out six to eight hours of the day because if I, once I come out of being drunk, once I wake up the next day, I don't have as much of my life to fill anymore. So it only takes a little bit because part of my life, I've just gotten out of the way completely. And here's what we do. We start living the life smaller than God ever wanted us to live. Thinking that it's full, it's not full, it's just small. And how many of us are living a small life when God called us to a bigger one? But God says this. God says, I'll tell you what, because he comes from a source that never runs dry. He says, I'll tell you what, why don't you give me those desires? He said, why don't you just give, give me that career too? He said, I'll tell you what, why don't you take all those degrees and everything you keep trying to fulfillment? Why don't you just give all that to me? And God says, if you'll give all that to me, he says, I'll become the source that not only fills you up, but it just overflows you. 
to where it don't matter. I'm a source that never runs out. I'll overflow your life. If you'll stop trying to get it from everywhere else and start giving everything else to me, I'll make sure you have a source that never runs out because I'm the source that never runs dry. And so if we could just realize that God wants us to be connected to him, not just so that we can get things, but so that we can be connected to a source that never runs out. Now we're tapped into something that never goes dry. I put this in your notes. It's on the screen. It is the pursuit of fulfillment that we aim to achieve glory through what the world offers. So the pursuit of fulfillment, we aim to achieve glory through what the world offers. Like Eve, our desires for freedom and to experience it all does not lead us to true freedom, but rather to the painful reality of inadequacy found in the captivity of our desires. Our desires never quite get us there, do they? And so what do we have to do? That's why God gave us a roadmap for what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to have and where we're supposed to go. If we go to Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, this is in the message paraphrase. He says, Paul says, I ask that the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him personally. Say knowing him. That your eyes can be focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he's calling you to. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy and boundless strength. And that's why God has four steps he wants every person to go on. We've adopted them as part of our church. Many other churches use them too. We've adopted them as part of our church. God wants four things for your life. You ready? And if you're part of TC, you know these already. He wants you to know God. He wants you to know him. Hear me. Not just know about him, know him. Right? He wants you to know him personally. Then he wants you to find freedom. Because how many know it's hard to deal with tomorrow when you hadn't dealt with yesterday? It's hard to be in a good marriage tomorrow when you're still dealing with that relationship from 10 years ago. So, like, we have to get freedom from what's behind us and pursue what's in front of us, right? But then he said, it doesn't just stop there. Because how many guys know it's easy to fall into that trap where you're just on a perpetuating cycle of trying to get rid of yesterday? But you wake up today like, all right, man, we're going to try this again. And so we wake up the next day, try this again. But God says, what if there was another step after that? Which is step three. He said, What if you started looking for the purpose I actually built you for? What if you started looking for the very reason I created you? Listen, there's something in you God wants glory out of. And if you're waiting till you're perfect to start giving it to him, you're falling prey to the lie of the enemy. Because number four, he wants our life to count for something. And he wants our life to make a difference. He wants us to make a difference. He wants our life to mean something, right? Hear me. What does all this matter? Here's why. God wants to get the glory out of your life. God wants to get the glory out of your life. He he wants, he wants all the world to look at you and marvel at him. Like, I want you to think about it for a second. Like, some of y'all came out of some stuff. How many of y'all got some stuff back there? Right? How many of y'all are glad no one opens the closet from your past? In Jesus' name. Okay, right? Like deadbolted shut. All right. So like we got some listen. So God wants it. Listen, some of you are so ashamed of what's behind you, you're not letting God use you because you know that what people are gonna see in front of you what's what's behind you. 
So you're like, rather than let people see what's back there, I'll just hide in the shadows to make sure that no one unlocks my closet. My point is this. God has never looked for perfect people to carry out his purpose. Matter of fact, he goes through the Bible and he goes out of his way to fracture every person's reputation before he uses them, doesn't he? Like Paul was Saul killing Christians. It was so bad he had to change his name. You know what I'm talking about? Like David, we all know what happened there, right? Like just a total mess, but was the man after God's own heart. John was the one Jesus loved. Now, of course, he wrote the book that says that, so we don't really know if he's the one Jesus loved, but like, it is what it is, right? Peter, God helped Peter, right? Like my brother can get nothing together, all right? So just completely messed up. And if you look through the book, God consistently uses people that he had no business using. It's not because he was looking for perfection. It's because he was looking for people that were willing to pursue a purpose. And so that's what God is looking for. He wants the glory out of our life. What is glory? Well, in in the dictionary, it's worshipful praise, honor, and thanksgiving, being widely acclaimed and highly honored. A state of great gratification or exaltation. What I'm trying to tell you today is that God wants that when people look at you, they glorify him. They exalt him. People from your past look at you and go, brother, I remember when. My my, my man Adam was a straight knucklehead. And God, if God did that in you, what could he possibly do in me? Right? Y'all have no idea. Me and Pastor Justin know each other since we were 11 years old. We used to distribute a number of things. I'm going to let you do whatever you need to do with that. For him, it was fake Rolexes. For me, it wasn't fake anything, but nonetheless. Like, it was, like, so we, we, like, people hit us up all the time. They're like, both of y'all are pastors at the same church? They're like, I'm coming. Like, I don't even go to church, but I'm, I've got to see this, Right? And hear me, you know what both of us are marveling in? Not that we are something great, but that a great God can do great things with people who are absolutely inferior. People that got some stuff going on. So how can I give, how can my life give God glory? And, And we fall into two camps when we ask that question. The first one is like, man, just too much has happened. Like I've gone too far. But if you've gone too far, that means that's the extent that God's willing to go to get you back. And then the other trap that we fall into is, I just don't see the point. Life's just been too hard. Like life has been too hard and, and, I, and I think I'd rather just like sit here and, and just hang out. Because doing anything just seems like, I, I just don't know if it's possible. Like I got too much going on. Not too much, not that I'm busy. I got too many issues. And that's where many of us find ourselves. And And I want to invite you to read the words of Paul with me in in 2 Corinthians 12. He says this, verses 7 through 10. He's talking about his his unqualified life. And one of the reasons why, he said, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. So he's like, I was given this thing in me as a reminder from Satan, and it torments me every day. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is... Is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Come on. God's power isn't perfect in your strength. Right? Like I want you to think about that for a second. How many of you are thinking you got to get good enough to let God get good enough in your life? Some of you are treating the power of God like Captain Planet rings. You know, like when our powers combine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like some of y'all, some of y'all are way too young for that. But like so. 
So some of us are thinking we need, we, we got to get, if we're powerful enough, we can come to God and he's powerful enough together. We can do this thing and like, it'll be great. Our life will be spectacular, but I got to make sure I get there first. And what, what Paul is saying is, no, 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 no. It's actually in your weakness that perfection is identified in God. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses in insults. No, I ain't going, I ain't there yet. All right. In hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, that's when I'm strong. Not because I'm strong, but because the God I serve is strong in me. And my invitation to you is that you don't have to wait till you get it all together for God to come in and use me. Here's the, here's the, question that I have for you to reflect on. What if the thorn in our flesh, what if our thorn isn't the thing to indulge in, but a reminder of our need for a savior? What if the thorn, what if the thing we deal with, because we all deal with something, come on, turn your neighbor and say, you deal with something. Come on, now look back at him and say, you too? Uh Right? We all deal with something. Hear me. We call it this, because what do I do with this? What if this is here not for you to indulge in, but to identify every day that you need to be at the feet of Jesus until he finally takes this away, which will be the day that you're face to face with him? What if that's why it's here? What if that's why it exists? You see, everything in your life, good and bad, every single thing in your life, good and bad, it is there to bring you to Jesus and for his glory. You say, Brad, I don't know, man, I got, some, I got some rough stuff back there. Everything in your life. And I got some decisions I made back there. Yep, that too. Everything in your life can give God glory. Yeah, but I got some pain, man. I got some loss back. Everything in your life. Man, you don't know what happened to me. I don't. But I can tell you right now, if you let God use it in your weakness, his strength will bring glory to him, even through hard times. Everything in your life, good and bad, is there to bring God glory. Matter of fact, to highlight this and just kind of like put an exclamation point on this for you, we actually have a song that we want you to to experience right now where it talks about from creation to now and for all of eternity, God will get the glory. Let's go ahead, guys. Just be a hundred 
Stay standing, if you will. We're going to wrap up. Um, Nelson Mandela says that there is no passion to be found in playing small and settling for a life that is less than the one you're capable of living. John 10.10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, Jesus, says I have come that you would have life. And have it to the full. Some translations say that you would have it abundantly. God's desire for us is that it would be an abundant life. I talked about running the 5Ks and the CrossFit and all those things. And I, and I remember when I would get done with some of those workouts, I would, I would just lay down on the floor. And when I was laying down on the floor, quite frankly, if you've ever done a workout like that before, it's like, I'm just trying to breathe at this point. Like, I can't think of anything else. I'm just trying to breathe. And, and I, there, were, there would be moments where as you're trying to breathe, you're, you're sitting there and, and, and I remember thinking to myself the first couple of times, like, man, when I feel good enough to get up and going, like I'll get off of this ground. But I realized something. I never felt good enough to get up and going again. And here's what I discovered. I never felt strong enough to start moving again. As a matter of fact, I don't ever remember the moment where I got my energy back. I just made a conscious decision to start moving again. And it was in the moving that I got what I needed to keep going. And for some of you, you've just been living a life sucking wind, just trying to breathe. And I'm here to tell you today that if you're waiting for the moment where you feel good enough to start moving again, you'll be waiting for the rest of your life. 
But what if it's in the moving and the pursuit of God that we find the strength of God to fulfill the purpose of God? This last quote by Marianne Williamson, it's a long one, so read along, not out loud, but check it out on the screen. It says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Friend, you were born to shine. You were born to thrive. And there is nothing behind you that is capable of stopping you when God is the one that's going to get the glory out of your story. Nothing. So what is the point of all of this? The point of all of this is that God's desire is that through the uncertainty, through the struggles, through the pain in our faith, but also in the beauty of our lives, through our praise, that God would get the glory out of our lives. That's his desire. Let it be our desire. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you. God, I pray right now that you help each one of us see that it is your desire to get the glory out of our story. So God, for every person who's lived small, God, I pray you show them that you're calling them to greatness. For every person that's lived below average because they think they're incapable, their insecurities have owned them, their, their pain, their loss, their struggle has dictated their trajectory. I pray, God, that you show them that you are not in a pursuit of perfect people, but willing people that are going to surrender to a perfect God. So Lord, I pray that you call us higher. I pray that you call us to greater things that we would do in your name, your word says. So God, let our life count for something. Let it not be something that sits idly by, but that we would live a life that causes people to look at you and say, there's got to be someone out there because he's doing glorious things in people, that our light would shine and that people would find glory, giving glory to the God above everything. Today, we worship you and we serve you. We exalt your name because you're good and you're great. In Jesus' name, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you're here today, and before you can give God glory, you've got to give him your life. For some of you today, you've let sin separate you from God. And we've all got sin in our lives. But it's the sin we don't give to God that separates us. And today, if you're ready to be close to God, today, if you're ready for a clean slate, a fresh start, 
today, if you're ready to put your faith in Jesus, that when he died on the cross, he paid for those sins and you get a fresh start, today he's ready to meet you right where you're at. So I wanna invite you, if that's you, I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me and the whole church is gonna pray with you so you're not praying by yourself. All right, so let's pray together, church. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Make me pure. Make me whole. I give you my life. I believe in you. So I believe you died for me. And I believe that you can make me brand new. So I give you everything. I'm gonna follow you forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, TC, let's give it up for all those today. We celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome, awesome.